What I go on, peeps, what I go on. It's Valerie's Naturals Oracles. And I'm starting a new book today. And this is an oldie but a goodie. And it's quite a, it looks like a small book, but it's packed with a lot of information. And it's called Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui. And I'm telling you, um, although it sounds convoluted, it makes perfect sense. Especially if you're moving, if you're spring cleaning, if you know you've got clutter, because I don't know if you realise, clutter means dead energy, dead space, which you could be utilising elsewhere. You could be clearing the energy. Because any, do you know what? With clutter, it's actually, it's it's you know, this is why some people go minimalist. Because it's like it frees up your energy. And seeing clutter every day is not clutter and broken stuff and whatever. What's the point of keeping something broken? If you break a dish or you crack a dish, what's the point of keeping it? Because you're just it's just collecting bacteria. I mean, that's just one little tiny example. So let's get on with this book and we'll talk about it. And the author is actually Karen Kingston. And it says, by the author of best-selling, creating sacred space with feng shui. And it sounds convoluted, but I'm telling you, it's not really. It's just common sense. So let's get to the um, introduction and then we'll get into it. Because, like I said, the chapters are quite um, small, really. So I might read three or four chapters within one sitting because the ch some of the chapters are small, not all of them. So the introduction. After my first book, Creating Sacred Space with Feng Shui, was published, readers' responses poured in, telling me how much they enjoyed it and what great results they were getting from using the information in it. And there was one chapter in particular which generated more letters, faxes, pay, um, phone calls and emails than any other, the one entitled Clearing Clutter. It seems that everyone has some. It has, therefore been a natural progression to write an entire book on the subject and being mindful of the nature of the topic. My publishers and I agreed to make it a reduced sized book so as not to increase your clutter quota too much by purchasing it. <laughs> so part one is called understanding your clutter. It says understanding clutter in it. and so chapter one is called Fung Fung what? <laughs> they talk about Fung sorry but here we go. I once met a woman who set off travelling around the planet with little more than the ticket in her first destination in her pocket, but she had one extraordinary skill, the ability to read people's palms. And no matter where she went, she was never short of a place to sleep or food to eat. She would pick a local restaurant or hotel, meet the manager and offer to do palm readings for guests in return for food, shelter a small wage. When I met her, she had been doing this for three years, had already visited more than a dozen countries and was having the time of her life. I have found that feng shui has this same universal appeal. When people discover how much their home can affect them for better or for worse, they are usually fascinated to learn more. Feng shui. The rising popularity of feng shui in recent years has been extraordinary. I first discovered a passion for working with energy in buildings in the late 1970s and began teaching feng shui publicly in 1993. When people asked me then what I did for a living, I told them that usual response was a, was a puzzled look and a feng what? Nowadays, they usually nod wisely and the conversation is simply glides on. Just after everyone seems to have, just about everyone has seems to have heard about 
it these days. Sorry, let me say that again. Just about everyone seems to have heard about it these days. Feng Shui is the art of balancing and harmonizing the flow of natural energies in our surroundings to create beneficial effects in our lives. These natural energy flows were well known and understood by the ancients and knowledge of the, them still exists in some cultures today. In Bali, for example, which is my home for half of each year. The people still live in the total harmony with both the physical seen world and the ethereal unseen world of invi invisible energies. Daily offerings at every household shrine throughout the land and its endless possession of beautiful, powerful and very highly evolved ceremonies in the island's 2,000 communal temples ensure that balance and harmony is maintained. This to me is feng shui at its best, not just a set of principles applied to an individual building for a specific result, but a whole island of three million people in tune with the sacredness of the land and living feng shui as a complete way of life. So, my approach to feng shui. My own approach to feng shui is rather different to that of other practitioners because I work directly with the energy of each space. Over a 20 year period, I have developed the ability to see, hear, smell, taste and sense energy in enhanced ways. So to begin a consultation, the first thing I usually do is go around the entire inside perimeter of the building, taking an energy reading with my hands. The history of, of events is recorded in the walls and furniture in the form of subtle electro electromagnetic imprints. And, th though, and through reading and interpreting these, I can detect pretty much everything of significance that has ever happened there. Traumatic or repetitive events are embedded in the most deeply and have embedded the most deeply and have a correspondingly greater effect on present day occupants. I am also able to find areas where the energy in the building has become stuck and what needs to be done to improve its flow. Whenever I come across clutter, its energy field is unmissable. It presents an obstacle to the flow of energy and has an unpleasant, sticky, unclean feel to it, like moving my hands through unseen cobwebs. This is what first made me realise that clutter causes problems in people's lives. It also has a distinctive, musty, pervasive odour, which I can smell if I walk into someone's home, even if the clutter is hidden away from sight. Actually, if I tune in, I can also smell it in a person's aura, the energy field around their body. If they stand near me because they become imbued with the smell of it. But don't worry about this if you ever met me in person. There is so much clutter in the world that I don't tune into too I don't tune in too often. The good news is that after clearing clutter, this unwholesome stagnant energy and occupying odor quickly disappears. So the Feng Shui Banga. One of the most interesting aspects of feng shui and most and one which I would be focusing on a great deal in this book is the feng shui bangar grid. See chapter 8 for, for simplified diagrams and further information. This can be used to locate where each aspect of your life is found in any building you occupy. For example, there is an area in your home to do with positivity. Many people read about feng shui or attend a workshop on the subject, get very excited about it, then rushing 
rush to put it into practice without realising they need to clear their clutter first. They hear they can hang a mirror in their prosperity corner to attract more wealth. But what if that area is cluttered with junk? Suddenly, putting a mirror there is more likely to double their financial problems than resolving them. This work focuses on just this one aspect of Huang Shui, clearing clutter, which is so vital to its successful application. It is the first book ever to explore this subject in depth in this context and is intended as an ideal starter for those near to new to feng shui and an, and an invaluable tool for those who have studied it for a while throughout this book i refer mostly to applying the information around your home but of course it can be used equally effectively in your workplace and any other building you occupy so space clearing space clearing is the name i've coined many years ago for the branch of feng shui that i pioneered and have become best known for it is the art of clearing and consecrating areas in buildings and it is preliminary what my first book was about for your life to work well it is vital to have a good flow of life life force energy in your home and workplace see that that keeps coming up life force energy in chakras in um what was i reading reiki and now this feng shui it's a common theme isn't it for your life to work well it's vital to have good flow of life force energy in your home and workplace feng shui teaches many ways to improve their energy flow and space and space clearing is one of the most effective it is a simple yet powerful 21 step ceremony to clear the stuck energies which accumulate in buildings over time and cause you to feel stuck in your own life the results are impressive and many people choose to make it part of their regular building maintenance. So there's a there's a um, footnote here and I'm going to read it. It says, interestingly enough, Denise Lin, author of the book Sacred Space, independently, independently and 10,000 miles away, also arrived at the same name for a similar energy clearing ceremony she pioneered and developed since the publication of her book and my book creating sacred space with feng shui other people have also started using the name space clearing to describe all manner of weird and wonderful ceremonies in this book all references to space clearing refer specifically to the ceremony i've described in my own book of which i can guarantee the effectiveness so let's go get back to the schedule programming. That was just a footnote, but it says the results are impressive and many people choose to make it part of their regular building maintenance program so that the space is energetically as well as physically clean and clear. There are very few buildings which are so well designed that they don't benefit from having the, this done regularly. And feng shui always works better and faster when done in conjunction with space clearing. There are three main causes of stuck energy which space clearing addresses. Physical grime, predecessor energy and clutter. So physical grime, by this I mean all types of dirt, dust, filth, grot, grease, grunge, crud and general yuck. Low level energy always accumulates around dust, hence the old adage cleanliness is next to godliness. Having a good cleanup is an essential part of space clearing. So predecessor energy, everything that happens in a building is recorded in the walls, floors, furniture and objects in the space. This builds up in layers in much the same way as grime does, except that we cannot see it and it affects us in profound ways. For example, 
If you move into a home where the previous occupants were happily married, it is likely that you too will find marital bliss there. If on the other hand, you or the previous occupants have been unhappy, divorced, ill, gone bankrupt, put on weight, or any of the million other things, these energies remain in the building and will generally cause history to repeat itself. These lingering frequencies create stuckness of the kind you would certainly want to clear. Clutter. Any kind of clutter creates an obstacle to the smooth running of energy through a space. This, is, this in turn creates stuckness and or confusion in the lives of the occupants. While the space clearing ceremonies to clear predecessor energy can easily be accomplished in a few hours, the cleaning and clutter clearing aspects can take some people a while longer. In fact, it is fairly common for me to hear from readers that they glided through the early chapters of my first book, come to the clutter chapter and there the bookmark stayed for six months or more until they had done enough work to read on. These errors, these are the kinds of letters I get. I have now cleared out most of the clutter and I'm ready to do the space clearing ceremony. I feel that in the last six months I have not only sorted through every cupboard in my home but also thorough, through every part of my life. I already feel healthier and happier than I have felt in years. I read the clutter chapter in your book and am now on my 14th rubbish bag and still going strong. My husband is astounded because he has been nagging me for years to do this. So, I thought one skip would do it, but I am now on my third. How do I ever let things get to this state? Your book inspired me to clear out my junk room and have a car boot sale. I made £300. That inspired me to clear up my garage and I made it over £600. I've used the money to take my first holiday in years and I'm sending you this postcard to say thank you. The next chapter will start to explain more fully why most, your, most of your lovely clutter is more of a hindrance in your life than help. So we're going to leave that till tomorrow, people. But that's interesting already. Please follow along with this. And this chapter is, is going to be the one that I'm going to leave open, you know, for everybody. So until next time, people, take care. <laughs>